Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody, and welcome back to D-Plus Us Weekly, the show where we talk about weekly shows. I totally flubbed the intro. Oh, well. Uh, we talk about shows exclusive to Disney Plus on this show. We're talking about The Mandalorian Season 3, Mitch. Oh, my God, it's out. It's happening. Mando is back. Bright Suns, Griffin. Oh, my God, is it back and better than ever. Bright or, I guess as good as it ever was. Uh, I, I don't like. I wanted more. They only gave me 35 minutes, Look. and I'm sitting there like, that's it? Look, it's Come just on. the season opener. It's it's just the beginning of this season. Oh, such a tease. Remember, folks, we are talking about Mando season three. This is a show where we go into things with full, full spoilers. But before we do that, let me give you all the rigmarole. First off, thank you very much for listening and flash or watching. If you're listening, please go and check us out over on YouTube at D plus us. Links are in the descriptions for all podcasts. Video is our big push for a while until we get those numbers up. So please come hang out with us on video. Let us know what you thought of The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1 in the comments below. And remember, folks, this is full spoilers, not just for The Mandalorian. It is full spoilers for really all of Star Wars. We don't know where we're going to go in this conversation, but it's going to be a great time. With that, Mitch, full spoilers now. How do you how do you feel about this opener? Two words. Space whales. Space whales. We got space whales. Yeah, we got those wonderful, wonderful space whales from Rebels showing up. Filoni out here. And you know teasing. the you know the internet is seeing those space whales like, oh my god, Ezra Bridger confirmed for Mando season three because of space whales. The same way, you know, we all thought Mephisto was confirmed for WandaVision. And we all saw where that went. So the internet can say what they want to say. That's definitely an Ahsoka story, not a Mando season three story. Oh, I get a feeling we're going to get a lot of little bits and pieces in this season of like, hey, here's what's happening in the future. And it's going to be stuff like this where it has no, does not matter to the point of the story, but it is something kind of just fun to throw in there. Because, is you know, Ahsoka this year? I, I feel like it is. The year. Yeah. yeah. But no, I love this episode. This episode was so fun. It got me right back into loving Mando. Like, It's a very slow start, which you know, take it or leave it. And there is this weird, we are playing, we're playing with the rules of time very loosely now. I honestly thought we were opening this episode with a flashback and this was Din Djarin's like initiation Dude, into I the cult of the Mando. And then it wasn't, it very much was not. And I'm happy, like that misdirect, I don't know how we all felt that way and we're all misdirected. Like that kid looks like he could have been Pedro Pascal's son. Oh yeah. But dude, the moment when he comes flying in, on that on the um, Naboo Starfighter, it just blasts that thing. It was so great. But that like, did the other Mandalorians not have more firepower than just the flamethrowers and blasters they were using? Like, why does Mando gotta come in and save the day with a with a starfighter? Like, it just seems very, very fortunate timing. Like, what would they have I mean, done yeah, otherwise? I... Going for like the next two or three hours trying to wear this thing down? Like, well, here's the thing, like. First off, suspension of disbelief is extremely important in this scene. You're right. Space space cowboy opera. Got it. Mm -hmm. But also something, something religious ritual, probably not bringing all their weapons, but also the man, this cult of the Mandalorians. Weapons kind of are part of their religion. I don't know. It's Star Wars. We're not here to think too far about it. We're just here for a good time. 
Also, I feel bad for all these kids having to put these helmets on and never taking them off again. Like, those gotta get real sweaty real fast. They gonna be stinky by the time they're in their teens. Acne That's is a very sure. big problem for the Mandalorians, mostly because they yeah. never take off their helmets. Yeah, except to eat and presumably sleep. But no, I really like what we're setting up though for this season. Like, obviously, we do have this whole Mandalore storyline, and I think where they put Bo-Katan especially is going to be very interesting for all of this of, nope, they all, her troops and her fleet all just kind of fucked off because she didn't have the saber. Yeah. They're almost setting her up to be the antagonist of the season of, okay, well, Mandalorian or uh, Mando is going to go and do all the Mandalore things and get the gang back together. And then Bo-Katan going to come in at some point and subvert that and want to, fight for the dark saber to fight for the crown of Mandalore and all this stuff. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. My working because theory ultimately is, um, my working yes, theory is that we're going to have that. We're going to have that conflict and she's going to win it back. I think the antagonist is antagonist of the season. I think it's going to be the armor. I think it is. That would be, be interesting too. Yeah. Honestly though, I, I really hope like Mandalorian is such a phenomenal program. And I really hope that the, executives at Lucasfilm and at Disney aren't going to meddle too much and try and get Filoni to, and, and uh, Favreau to stretch this out because it almost feels like in that conversation that Mando has with uh, Grief Karga with Carl Weathers character that they're kind of getting to a point where like you can slow down you know you can just take take a load off settle in just be the marshal of that planet Navarro I think it was right mm-hmm. Navarro yeah Navarro. and and, you know, live a life here and set up other stories in the Star Wars universe. Because what's been really nice outside of the Skywalker saga, of course, within Star Wars, is nothing's really overstated its welcome. Uh, they've told these succinct stories that have, have, that have had reasonable conclusions for the most part. And let Mando's story end. Don't pad this out. Like, you can find ways to have Grogu have his own show or movie or literally everything because Grogu is life. Oh, look, Grogu it doesn't necessarily need to be Mandalorian. Of the, uh, of the sequel se- series. There you go. That's all you need. Like Or Mando Mando season four or season five, whenever they want to stop telling Din's story, is just, okay, time jump. And it's been 30 years and Grogu is the Mandalorian. Time he's jumps a, are a beautiful you know, thing in that sense. So you can really do yeah, whatever you want. Have Mandalorian then be Grogu is a force wielding, dark saber wielding, friggin' Mandalorian badass? Like why not? Literally just fight scenes galore. That's all you need from it. Yeah, just Yoda flips everywhere and force powers, but also a dope black saber. I'm all about it. No, I think all the the interesting thing for me in this season, like just starting it right off the bat is him immediately being like, I need this droid. Immediately wanting to get IG-11 back, we see straight up like a zombie-ass resurrection of this droid. Now that's using your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think <laughs> that's you get the Babu Freaks. I don't know what they're called, so I'm just going to call them the Babu Freaks. Yeah, the Babu and Freaks. that was fun. But like having them in there, like Mando like just seated in there. Mando's and then... sitting there, the ceiling's up to like the top of his head. <laughs> That was it's like ridiculous. I don't know about you, but I thought that was absolutely hilarious with um 
with Carl Weathers like leading in from the outside, you, translating when he does not need to. No, no, I get it. Just stop. And it's like I I appreciated that they were leaning into a bit of the comedy here because it is such a ludicrous situation of the Mandalorian sitting in the room here because he he cares a lot about this stupid droid that he started out the series hating droids. So it's you know character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I'm really interested to see what they do with that of like, okay, so theoretically you have this first part of the season being like, okay, you go, you get the chip, you come back, you fix, then you guys all go to Mandalore. How's IG-11 going to get there? Are you going to just fold him up and put him in the back of the ship? Because that wouldn't work. I'm interested to see like, are they going to fully fix him up? Is he going to be like mostly okay? Like they could do some really cool stuff with that. I think we're going to get this moment where Mando returns to the Babu freaks, which is just what I'm going to call them from now on. Cause I don't know the name of the species and they will have fixed them up. Like they'll have given him cause it looked the only other thing, like they'll, yeah, they'll give him legs and stuff and he'll, he'll be all right. Um, but again, suspension of disbelief moment when he exploded, like that detonator was in the middle of his chest. There is no universe in which they recovered that much of him intact with the way that that explosion happened. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. True. Very true. But also, like, this... Uh, I had to look it up, the Anzellans. Like, the their Bible whole freaks. thing is... Yeah. Their whole thing is taking droids that should not be able to be fixed and doing insane things with them. Yeah. Also, no, I'm curious to see, because, the... I, again, I just want to take a YTD back in this series, because he was really funny as IG-11, so getting him back here is honestly a nice surprise. Um, I could also see them going down a route where they aren't able to get the chip and they aren't able to fix him and he's just got to do this himself or learn to trust another droid and then there will be a new droid introduced or something along those lines. The way I see it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. If in that situation, I could totally see them being like, oh yeah, IG-11's back. But for some reason with the repair, he can't leave the planet. Like he's, like he, like we weren't able to replace like the the bottom half of him or some shit. Like something oh, okay, stupid. Yeah some way to be like okay friend is back but also i still have to do this alone like i can totally see them doing something like that whatever dumb star wars thing you want to do with it no they'll they'll chewbacca it with uh, c3po and just throw him in a backpack <laughs> replace the uh replace the jetpack with ig11 or they just install him on like they install him as a hood ornament on the on the naboo starfighter or something mm-hmm. um we talk about this being a Western a lot because it is. It's totally a Western. We got a duel yeah. this week. We got Between a duel. Pirates and Carl Weathers being a badass. Which was such a like awesome moment that I did not see coming at all. Like this whole of it was a it was a bar. It's a school now bit with these pirates was so cool. We need more pirates in Star Wars. Space pirates just definitively are cool. I mean, we did do a react to the new Peter Pan and Wendy trailer, which does feature pirates. And we just need more pirates in everything, honestly. Pirates are cool. You heard it here first, folks. We are definitely I don't think the we're the first, first ones we to say it. We are definitely the first people to say that pirates are cool. Mm. Nobody has beaten us to this. Mm. But now, speaking of the pirates, I hope the pirate thing kind of sticks around. I hope we get a little bit, make that a subplot of this season, because it feels like Obviously, I have nothing to back this up. We are one episode into the season. But it feels like this season is going to be less Monster of the Week, different stories every week, and a lot more one long story over the season. 
more serious. I do think we'll get some of these interstitials, some of these fetch quests, like this first thing with the the personality chip or whatever it is that he's out hunting for. But I do think that this is definitely an opportunity for them to take the characters of Din and Grogu and really grow their relationship and make it feel like we were all so invested in this after only two seasons, plus the two episodes of Book of Boba Fett that were pretty much just Mando season three, episodes one and two. And they can really take these characters to interesting places that we they could subvert some expectations that a lot of people probably have of these characters and of Star Wars as a universe and find new ways to tell stories in this space. And I think the the team of Filoni and Favreau are the ones to do it. So I'd be I'm super optimistic that we're going to get some different kind like it's going to feel like succinctly Mandalorian, but it's going to do things in a way that we haven't seen before from either Mandalorian or Star Wars, which I think is the best way to move this this program forward or to move, move this series forward. It My would big be, issue with Star Wars yeah. television in particular, outside of the couple of limited series that we've gotten, is that it is very Monster of the Week. It is very, even with like Clone Wars or Bad Batch, like you'll have these longer stories, but it will just be, oh, these take three episodes instead of one episode, and then we move on to an entirely different story. Which is, it's fun for some shows, but it's not necessarily what I want out of Star Wars. Yeah. I want it may these... all, like, for me, it's probably one of the reasons why I haven't been watching Bad Batch week to week. I'm kind of letting three or four episodes skew up and then going through a bunch of them at once. Because, similar to your point, like, it doesn't feel as meaningful to just finish a single episode on a Wednesday and then just wait for the next one. Whereas Mandalorian, although this episode being as short as it was, left, left me wanting way more um, at the end of the day. Each one sort of, no matter what, is leaving with that feeling of desiring more because you want to see where this story is going. You want to see how these characters develop, how this plot develops. And it's been something they've done really well, I think, with seasons one and two with some of those interstitial Monster of the Week episodes. And I really do hope, to your point, that it becomes much more of a plot-driven show and maybe that's just the pedro pascal fan in me and watching the last of us right now and wanting to just see more of that kind of storytelling with that actor in the star wars universe i think this was that's like, just wishful thinking is it just me or was this episode the most mando has spoken in an episode because he does not shut up in this episode and i kind of love it yeah i i think there's some there's definitely been been a shift in character and maybe that is the time jump that we got here Mm-hmm. of them saying i think it's been what two years it was two years between seasons Somehow two and three book of boba fett but the book of boba fett took two years well it's not that that took two years it's that they aren't like they aren't sick like i don't know like what we know is that for some grogu was or like i think it was between mando season two and book of boba fett that was two years that because yeah that seems reasonable thing that they said in that interview was grogu was with luke for two years yes which is like okay you're playing really loose with time i don't care it's it's star Wars. Let, let them it gives them ways to be like oh yeah we're telling another story in this time frame hey look here's what mando was up to for a year and a half also realistically mm-hmm. navarro would not look that good if it had been anything less than two years even two years is kind of cut it i also love that they had a shithole so they had a one-liner to write, um, what's her name, out of the series? Uh, yeah, Gina Carano. Gina Carano, yeah, thank yeah, you. She, got, um, and... she died on her way back to her home planet. I'm, not, I would find not... a way to turn that into a verb. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, we just call it getting Gina 
yeah, I I'm happy she's out. Like obviously we made a, we talked about this a lot of she's a piece of shit. So yeah, fuck off. Yeah. But it was great of like, yeah, no, she went off with some special ops people. Don't worry about her. She doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I I try to think what else kind of happened this week. Cause not a ton happened. Oh, that's right. The big one that I wanted to talk about the dog fight, dude. The oh, that was so fight. dope. That might be one of my, if not my favorite dog fight in star Wars. It's definitely up there with the Obi-Wan uh, Django Fett one from episode two. That was a really good one. Um, I really like the dog fight in episode seven with the Millennium Falcon. That is a good one. I don't know that Outside of that, I'm kind of with you. This one had like the, the music was great with it. The actual dog fighting was awesome. Like the way Mando's surrounded by like six of these guys and is using the asteroids to weave and take them out. Really like hiding and then picking them off was like seeing that that almost like strategic like war like the 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 general in him of like okay if i hide in here then i can come out pop out get one guy hide back in here and just it's so methodical in the way that he took out these different starfighters is great we got great a lot like the ability of like the crazy power that this guy will have using an n1 starfighter when they fix it up in the book of boba fett but like really getting to see it here was super fun like the reveal the giant ass pirate ship as well and uh, him basically being like, F you, hyperspace, let's go. Or hyperspeed. Like, everything about it was just so fun and so great. I, I want to go back and rewatch it right now. Honestly, I was watching it again, just leading up to you and I recording while I was waiting for you to finish work. And I'm just like, I just want more. I just need more. Give me more. Give me, give me, give me. And I know that's being selfish, but also Filoni knows what we want and he's going to make us wait. And I applaud him for it but i also could wring his neck for it <laughs> yeah it's a good place to put us after the, you know the first episode of the season it's like yep i just want more and that's the best thing i can say about it is i just want more it's like seven more weeks of this griffin and i cannot wait and in those seven weeks we're probably going to get an announcement of when we're getting uh secret invasion so you'll know very shortly when, when uh we'll do that one what our next weekly series is going to be which will definitely be i'm assuming it's going to be that i don't think anything else will come out between this and that yeah i don't think so i can't i don't i'd have to look at a calendar yeah i'm really i'm really excited for the continuation though of this series like it is it is the reason people buy disney plus this is the reason people come to disney plus like the Marvel stuff. The reason any good. it's the reason any of us subscribed to Disney Plus when it launched. This was the show. This was the thing. This was the reason to subscribe. And you know, four years later, it still is. Yeah, it's shocking that we're at the beginning of season three, and everyone's just as much as in love with these characters as they were in season one. Like the Grogu shenanigans <laughs> in this episode, especially, was like, "Yep, this is why I love this show." He's using the Force to spin the chair. Mm-hmm. Or when he hugs the uh, the droid worker, the ba- and he hugs the Babu freaks a little too hard. Mm-hmm. He's like, "No squeeze, no squeeze." It was so so cute. And then, of course, like you know, the the only thing I needed to really get me happy about this week's episode was just when they landed and Grogu pops out of the uh, out of his little cockpit area. That, but waves. also Carl Carl Weathers has cape bots, and I don't know how I feel about that, but it's also a real boss move. It, it it is a power play for sure. Like yeah, I've got a robot that follows me just to carry my cape. Great episode, great episode. Cannot wait for more. Mm-hmm. 
We will be here, though, folks, reacting to each and every episode. Mitch, this is gonna, this is going to be a fun ride. This is going to be a really fun one. This is the way, Griffin. This is the way. Yeah, people want to keep up with us while we're doing this. Where can people find us? D plus us on all your social networks of choice. TikTok, YouTube are really important right now. D plus us. Uh, Griffin's all over the internet at Griffy Pad. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. I'm everywhere at Mr. Mitch George. Links at MitchGeorge.com. Yeah, keep an eye out on our stuff here. We've got plenty of other content as well. We've got trailer reacts. We've got our main show. We have so much coming out shorts tiktoks vines if vine was still a thing yeah. everything well we'll see if how much longer we could use tiktok um yeah our so, government's already said nah we probably shouldn't be using this yeah keep an eye out for our other stuff though uh if you're watching this the week comes out next week we have a brand new episode about star wars as well talking about star wars the last jedi so keep an eye out for that go and check out our last episode about ant-man quantumania and yeah that's all of our stuff. Until next time, folks, bright suns and have a magical day.